In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first uh, Sunday of the Coptic month, Kirk, and the Church during the four months, four Sundays of Kirk, speaks to us about the events that happened before and also are related to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Sunday is the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zacharias. Next Sunday the Annunciation to Saint Mary. Third Sunday will be visit of Saint Mary to Elizabeth. And last Sunday will be the birth of John the Baptist. Then uh, we celebrate the Feast of Nativity. And if we analyze the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to uh, Zechariah regarding John the Baptist, actually he mentioned several points that are very important to us. The first point he mentioned, he said, you shall call his name John. And this mean, this name has a special meaning. John means God is compassionate. God is compassionate. So the birth of John was the beginning of a new covenant, a new era in the life of humanity. Before that, we were in enmity with God. That's why we were exiled from the paradise of joy. But God in his economy, he prepared a plan for our salvation. And this plan was fulfilled, or the first step in this plan to be accomplished is the birth of John. So as if with the birth of John, a new era, the, a covenant of compassion, a covenant of love, a covenant of grace. That's why you heard the, in the psalm today, you will arise and have mercy upon Zion, for it is time to have mercy upon her. For the Lord shall build up Zion and shall appear in his glory. Zion represented the human soul and Zion represented the church. So it is, a time, it is now the time to have mercy upon Zion. It's time of compassion. compassion. It is time of the covenant of love. That's why Archangel Gabriel said to Zechariah, you will actually name him, name him John. Is the compassion of God. The second point he told him, and you will have joy and gladness, and many rejoice at his birth. Uh, some people actually cause joy and gladness to their parents or to the people who are dealing with them. When you deal with these people, actually you will be happy. They will bring peace into your heart. They will bring grace into your heart. They deal with you with kindness, with compassion, with love. Although John the Baptist was strict and was strong, but actually people who were seeking their own salvation, they were happy and joyful with John the Baptist. But the people who did not seek their own salvation, actually they were not happy. Like Herod who married his brother's wife. And when John rebuked him, Herod was not happy. Herodia was not happy 
uh, with uh, John the Baptist because he was saying to them the truth. But anybody who was seeking the truth was happy with John the Baptist. So here there is a lesson to all of us. Am I a source of joy to others around me? Or I am a source of trouble and I'm a source of division? Some people actually their presence cause trouble, cause division, cause frustration to others. Which person I am? Am I a source of joy or am I a source of frustration? And also, am I compromising the truth and become a main pleaser in order to be a source of joy or not? Yes, many will rejoice with John the Baptist, but not everyone. Many will rejoice, but not everyone, because he rebuked Herod, he rebuked Herodia for their ungodly and in immoral conduct. The third point he said about John the Baptist that he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. And many of us care to be great in the sight of others. Want people actually to praise us. Want people to commend us. To think highly of us. But this is not important. Because the opinion of people change from one day to another. But what is important? Am I great in the sight of the Lord or not? And what will make me great in the sight of the Lord? When I know His commandments, when I abide by His commandments, when I live according to His word. This will make me great in the sight of the Lord. Last week we spoke about the rich man. And when the Lord asked him about the commandments, and the rich man said, I have observed them since my youth, we read that the Lord looked at him and loved him. Just the fact he observed the commandment made the Lord actually appreciate him, look at him with love and with compassion. So if I want to be great in the sight of the Lord, I need to keep his commandments and walk as it's, it's written about Zachariah and Elizabeth. They actually walked in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. All the commandments and all the ordinances of the Lord blameless. The fourth point he said about John the Baptist, he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Uh, because he was consecrated to the Lord. He was consecrated to the Lord. That's why he did not actually live according to the standards of the world. Uh, and this applies to all of us. All of us who are consecrated to the Lord. When we were born and we get baptized, we were anointed by the holy oil, Myron. And Myron, we use it actually to consecrate. If we want to consecrate the church, we are anointed by Myron. So the fact that we are anointed by Myron means we are temple of the Holy Spirit. We are consecrated to the Lord. That's why we need to abstain from the luxury and from the pleasures of the world. And I wonder sometimes when 
deacons or when Sunday school servants argue about drinking wine. Uh, I remember two years ago, we sent to all Sunday school servants uh, a letter of commitment. <coughs> so to sign it and to say, I'm committed to uh, live by the commandment of God. I'm committed to serve in, in righteousness and honesty. And one of these commitments is to abstain from drinking. And to my surprise, many Sunday school servants refused actually to sign this document just because they want to drink wine. How I, I be a role model to my children and how I conduct myself and walk in the fear of God while I'm refusing to sign such document which express my commitment to be like John the Baptist. Wine and strong drink I will not drink because I am a consecrated service servant to the Lord either as a deacon or either as a Sunday school servant or in any other capacity or as I said all of us actually were con consecrated to the Lord. The fifth point he said about John the Baptist he will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Uh, Pope Shenouda used to say the family of John the Baptist all of them were filled with the Spirit. Uh, Zachariah after the birth of John the Baptist, he was filled with the Spirit and prophesied. And Elizabeth, when St. Mary visited her, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And here John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And all of us, again, we received the Holy Spirit in the sacrament of chrismation. And all of us became a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. Uh, so. Uh, some of us, unfortunately, they resist the work of the Holy Spirit. Others, they quench the Holy Spirit. Others, they grieve the Holy Spirit. But let us take the example of John the Baptist, how he was filled with the Spirit, and also all his life, he kindled the grace of the Holy Spirit in his heart. And that's what we are required to do to kindle the grace of the Holy Spirit in our heart, so we'll be fiery, we'll be zealous with the Spirit of God. Then he spoke about his ministry in verse uh, number the sixth point, when he said, he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And this is actually the responsibility of every one of us. Parents, do you care about turning your children to the Lord their God? Do you care about raising your children in the fear of the Lord? Do you care to teach them the uh, Christian virtues, to teach them the word of God, to make them having personal relationship with the Lord, to read with them the Bible, to pray with them, to bring them to the church, to follow up uh, their spiritual life? Sunday school servants, what do you care about? Just on Sunday, go to your class and give a lesson. Or, as it was said about John the Baptist, he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord of God. Are, are you making disciples of the Lord as Sunday school servants? Or just you give a lesson and then after this you are disconnected from your class? Do you follow up with them? Deacons, do you, when you pray and praise the Lord, are you helping the people 
to enjoy the prayer and to their hearts to be lifted up during the time of prayers to return to the Lord their God or not. John the Baptist in his ministry, he was focusing on one goal, to turn the people into to the Lord their God. And uh, that's why the, the following point, uh, number eight, he said uh, he also will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. So Elijah was strong in truth. Elijah stood before kings. Elijah rebuked Ahab uh, the king. And he, in his ministry, he was fiery. He was very, very zealous. Uh, actually, when he, he saw the people going back and forth between worshipping the Lord and worshipping uh, the idols, uh, Baal, he told them, if Baal is God, worship him. If the Lord is God, worship him. And he killed all the prophets of the of Baal. What I want to say, sometimes people go back and forth between love of God and love of the world. But we need to be like Elijah, discerning <coughs> the word of truth righteously. We need actually to confront the people. You cannot have divided heart between the world and between God. Either to choose God or choose the world. But going back and forth, between the love of the world and love of God, it doesn't work this way. If the Lord is God, worship him. If Baal is the God, worship him. Elijah was strong, and in the same way, John the Baptist was strong in his preaching, was strong in confronting the sinners, was strong in testifying for the truth. Then, the it's point that he mentioned to uh, Zechariah regarding John the Baptist. He said to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And this verse can be understood in two ways. Turn the hearts of the father to the children means the fathers like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all these great fathers who loved God and were very, very close to God. Their heart will be now the heart of their children. Their children, unfortunately, they forsook God and they lived, lived away from God, drifted away from God. So John the Baptist will install the heart of the fathers into the children. So the children will be like Abraham, will be like Isaac and like Jacob. But the other way uh, to understood it is within the family. The hearts of the father our parents are preoccupied with many, many things. But John the Baptist in his ministry will make the heart of the father turn to their children, to care about the children, to spend the time with the children, to create this spiritual bond and a strong bond within the family. And nowadays, actually, we see parents working a lot, disconnected from children. Children are addicted to video games, addicted to a cartoon uh, and completely isolated. There is big, big isolation between the father, the parents, and the children. And we need this bond to come back. We need we need this connection to come back between parents and children. 
and the ninth point he said that and he will turn the disobedient into the wisdom of the just the disobedient into the wisdom of the just nowadays many people you can see they are lacking this wisdom of the just people actually who are supporting homosexuality supporting abortion supporting transgenderism if you think about it you know this is against even the human logic against <coughs> the the wisdom uh, to to have relationship like this but people now because of their disobedience to god they became blind they are lacking this wisdom completely and when we install in the heart of the people the fear of god they will return back to this wisdom because the beginning of the wisdom is the fear of god how much we need these days to walk in the fear of god in order to be wise how much we know we need actually to learn the fear of god to know that god is watching over us to uh, fear him and to uh, revere him in everything we do this is the beginning of the wisdom when the person is blind to the existence of god around him and to that god is watching over us and he will hold us accountable and he will give each one according to his deeds whether good or bad then we actually we will lose this wisdom of the just so john the baptist turned the disobedient into the wisdom of just and finally the last point he said about john the baptist to make ready a people prepared for the lord to make ready a people prepared for the lord are we ready if god right now actually came and the end of the world is right now and god will ask each one of us are you ready or give an account of your stewardship how many of us actually ready for this moment to stand before god and to give an account uh, for our stewardship john the baptist in his ministry he prepared people to be ready to the lord so do we prepare ourselves do prepare our children to prepare our Sunday school students as clergy to prepare our congregation what is our focus in ministry sometimes we have so many activities but we lost the focus we lost the focus of our ministry the focus of our ministry is to prepare people to make ready a people prepared for the Lord that's why they call John the Baptist the forerunner he came to prepare the way before the lord he came to pave the way for the lord and actually although his ministry was very short but in this short time he was able actually to turn many many people uh, uh, to righteousness and to make the hearts ready to accept the messiah and his ministry was focused on one word one sentence repent for the kingdom of god is at hand repent for the kingdom of god is at hand kingdom of god is at hand to install the fear of god in the heart of the people and how to react to this by living the life of repentance so today let us go and reflect on these 10 points 
is the annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zechariah concerning John the Baptist. And let us stop at each point and learn a lesson for ourselves, for our families, for our churches, so we'll be ready for the Lord. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.